It's time to go into Auto Reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some, unknown. This week, we're going Auto Reverse on Mark Bolin and T-Rex. Tony, Tony, man, How, we, is thirty minutes enough time to talk about Mark Bolin? Because I know no. you, you and I can no. gush. You and I can <laughs> gush. I think we've already talked about it, Texas and otherwise, about how much we like Mark Bolin and how much, geez, his albums like you know heavy rotation every year. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, one of my wife's favorites. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, kind of a weird choice for her in, ter- uh, with, in terms of the context of all the stuff that she likes, like Dylan and other other stuff. But uh, but it makes sense. He is kind of he's a poet. He's a poet, and he's also singular in his, the 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 approach that he had to making music, and just and his sort of like I don't know his. His spirit, his vibe was just like nobody, like nobody else. And and the more I dig into him, the more I realize he was also very encouraging of other artists and stuff. And you could tell, like, sort of towards the end of his life before he died in the um, car crash, he was encouraging, very encouraging towards uh, the whole like emerging punk scene. And so he was more, he was he was a lot of things. He was a lot of things, and but but original in all those things. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mark Boland was actually, you know, born Mark Feld. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, when I kind of heard about him was part of T-Rex, you know, and it was, it could have been just here and get it on because that that got a lot lot of play. Mm -hmm. It it still gets a lot of play, although it's been been covered to death. Uh, But, you know, he, like a lot of people during that time, kind of, went like the psychedelic when you started out going through the like the psychedelic uh rock route which um you know was sort of fo- sort of folky as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, I i find that kind of those two words kind of but like kind of butt heads against each other like psychedelic and folk like it there's something but they but they sleep together all the time i mean they, they, especially in in this time the 68 69 70 i mean that those things were all happening at the same time wow. and they were they were jumping in in and out of bed with each other it was just the way it was yeah i i know that literally is what was happening but i, I don't, <laughs> I'm like musically i don't i just feel that there's a looseness in psychedelic that seems like i feel like folk has a very not lyrically, but like the way it's, like the sound-wise it, or music-wise, it's a little bit more constrained. Whereas psychedelic, I kind of see that as more floating and wildly, not abstract, but like just mm-hmm. like a little bit more freeform in terms of the music aspect to it. But I, you know, I could I, like I could have a very rigid view of folk that probably isn't that I probably need to kind of hedge into some subgenres, but so he was part of that band that was like Tyrannosaurus Rex. So, you know, something that's unpoetic is spelling out a, a prehistoric uh, animal's name. Um, mm-hmm. um, and they did really well, that band. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, the, he had a lot of success. And, you know, I think like one of the things that was great about him and then one of the things that kind of didn't kind of didn't help him in some ways in the long run was that he did get a lot of early success. You know, he had a lot of success with the Tyrannosaurus Rex band. Um, they had like a, they had that hit uh, with Ride a White Swan. Um, Ride a White Swan, yeah, yeah, in 70. Yeah, and he was getting a lot of airplay. And plus, you know, his, he's one of these guys very much like his counterpart, uh, David Bowie, who's someone you, you know, once on stage, just, you can't really take your eyes off him. Um, even when you go videos on YouTube, he's like a guy who, commands the stage yeah he's also kind of like a t teeny bopper in a way i mean i know that sounds very 50-ish <laughs> although there was a lot of 50s music influence a lot of 50s music sort of influence in his music uh, that i always pick up on uh, but but i'm saying he was teeny bop teeny bopper slash like sex symbol because i mean that dude uh, mark had like you know beatles level popularity and from 70 to 73 i mean he was everywhere in england and his records were all, all the singles charted high and and all his albums charted high and so he he definitely that's why it's good to for us to do him on the show because people might forget that he was huge in england huge huge, huge. well huge and he was on decca which at that time was like pretty much the the label as well yeah, yeah. so he yeah. he was he you know I was going through, and this is kind of going off course, but like he, you know, had TV shows. He was on, he was a regular on, um, you know, all the, like, in, and this is all in the UK. Like all, he was on Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops and that kind of stuff. But also had like in later, like even when his career was kind of coming down off its apex, it was, uh, he, you know, he got his, t his own TV show and. Yeah. You know, he, he was a very, like, again, like someone who had this mix of, he knew how to write, he knew how to write a song, he was a presence on stage, uh, and really didn't, you know, kind of play by his own, play by everyone's rules. He seemed like he played with convention a lot, um, which, which is really done well uh, once he started, when he started doing T-Rex. Um, I think that's where he started to really fly, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and it was like the so it's like the sort of folkiness of the beginnings of, of Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? So because it was a more stripped down, you know, acousticy kind of de delivery, the way they mm -hmm. did things. When his former um, collaborator, uh, what's his name? Um, Goddamn, Steve Paragon, who right. eventually left. Um, and then he took that influence and he added the Eastern music influence. So like the Ravi Shankar Indian music kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And he combined it with the electric, you know, with the, the band. And, and like you said, the, the sort of looseness of the psychedelic, um, sound. And also like, I, like I mentioned before, like the sort of fifties rockabilly. Yeah. That, and that to me, in some ways cemented the glam rock sound i mean i know bowie and others did their their versions of it but something about his really made it like that was the thing like and bangagon was the or get it on yeah. was the was the song that sort of typified all that um but yeah he like he took all the stuff that he had gathered from 69 
into the early 70s and then he and then it gelled with t-rex especially on electric warrior i mean you can't fuck with that record you really can't no i would say that that album and the slider is like a like a like oh. those two things together like i oh. i and 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 it, I listen to both. When I listen to one, I usually listen to the other because they're so mm -hmm. good. They're very good companion. Uh, not that they're like, I mean, he was at his peak artistically in terms of, you know, coming up with like, like a wide range of ideas, uh, song ideas. His guitar playing, his riffage was fucking just locked in. Um, we talked about, what's that, it's a Jeepster, how much we mm -hmm. like... Um, uh, how much we like that out song it's just so sublime and beautiful but still just like I, I think that there's this part of him that is and you know you can you know we're talking about David Bowie I, I think that there was one like David Bowie was more of an explorer yeah and then Mark Boland was more of an expression he, he expressionist he would just express yeah. th these things that these uh, these ideas and they would come out in a, in a little bit more, maybe uh, is organic the right word? I don't know. It's like it came from a more yeah. set from sense, whereas Bowie would seek out these different kind of. I always think of that thing of getting Nile Rodgers to help him out with Let's Dance because he needed a hit record. It, right, uh, but that that's where that's where the explorer part is, right? right? He 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 was seeking out different collaborators. He's he's he you know like he went after Iggy. And used Iggy on some of that 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 Berlin period, you know, Eno, um, um, uh, Nile Rodgers. Right. I mean, but but the thing about T T. Right, sorry, sorry. The thing about Mark Boland is that he's explicitly sensual, and that's what he focused on. Right, right, right. The he focused on being yeah. that, that guy, or that girl, or you know, whatever. Uh, non by non like in some ways the beginnings of non-binary sort of like right like look at music you know um with the boas and the and the makeup and you and you could tell like that in itself like just it sent a lot of people out there you know like the punk people in punk the in the emerging punk bands from 76 77 the new wave bands the 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 hair metal bands they all looked at at mark Boland and t-rex and said i can do this now in my way you know, he provided that for them. Let it all hang out, but you won't fool the children of the revolution. Now you won't fool the children of the revolution. Now, now, now. Were you a terraplane in the falling rain? It's good for my voice, but you won't fool the children of the revolution. It's always rankled me every time I said, you know, he's the father of glam rock. I'm like, what? And it's it's like, I I don't really associate uh, like a genre. I mean, I could just call him rock because it's just he, that was his expression of putting his music out there visual, visually. 
I don't think anything about the music. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like, glam rock as, I know, a, I know. as a genre, I'm, I'm like, I don't really consider I, I, that. I got, I got one foot in your argument there where I agree. <laughs> like, he's just a great rocker. I, I agree. But I do think in some ways he really cemented that sound. Like, he made it. He, it was so singular and so unique that I do feel like he, I'm not saying he invented it, but he made it the best. Like he, he made the best version of it that then you could make copies from. And um, the other thing, I, I mean, the other thing, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, well, I'll get into this part, the people that he, that he collaborated collaborated with on Electric Wizard in a second, but okay. I mean, Electric Wizard, Electric Warrior. Warrior. Uh, um, so, but but yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and but then I also disagree in that I feel like his sound was, like it really did, typify that, you know, the glam rock sound, I guess. Well, but that's like it's defined by his, by his music, like I don't like I just think that that was his expression of rock. It was like, and his music was to kind of have that kind of sensual voice, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of. You know that kind of whispery, uh, not you know. I would say not like you know woodcutter manly, but a little bit less you know tip, typified of what a, how a guy would speak. And I think you know that that kind of came across in his music and some of the songs, not all the songs. Like I just feel okay. Maybe the better way of putting this, like I just feel like his type of music is so diverse. And so interesting on many different in many different ways, like throwing it into something and saying glam, which is a very specific descriptive term that I, I just thought it always shortchanged him because he seemed like he had a like a wider vision than just something that kind of played with boas and eyeliner. Now, now that you put it that way, I agree. I, I think it was beyond, I beyond that. You won me over. I, th I think because if you really start to break down his sound, you, the warbly sort of, you know, otherworldly vocal, the 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 what, his riffs, the the and and I'll go to the collaborators. The fact that he used Flo and Eddie to do the background vocals yeah. on Slider, and I mean, dude, that that yeah. that it, the genius of doing that. You think about that because that that just rounded it all out. Right, like yeah. it wouldn't have sounded the same if it was two other people singing backup. Right, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the same, and and it would have maybe made him second rate. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, I, I was there, but I was like fucking three. But um, <laughs> but uh, so so there's there's it's just like the most beautifully put together thing musically. It's just like, and you know, yeah, it's. He's like I said, he's a singular artist, and he was not afraid to be eccentric and weird. And he um, he made records that I and I and now that I go back uh, and look, you know, go back to his catalog, I really like that album Tanks, the one that came yeah. out after yeah, Slider. Uh, I know that he was going in a different direction, uh, and that's cool. Um, every artist should be allowed to do whatever they want to do. Sure. Uh, but uh, but now that I can look back, I. Because I remember that I, we had tanks in the record store I had in, in L.A. And it was up on the wall and it was like $10. And it sat there for a little while. And I was like, I should take this home. And then I was like, no, nah, it's not Slider. It's not fucking Electric uh, electric Warrior. I'm not taking it. But I should have. Yeah. I should have. Yeah. Looking back. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 
I, I, to your point, that's a really good point because I initially got so stuck on electric wire and the slider um and i, I mean i heard some of the tyrannosaurus rex stuff but i really did, i was so mesmerized by electric wire and slider that i didn't seek any of his other stuff because i just kind of heard like oh, that stuff is good but it's not at the same level and i'm like well do i want it and this is not the best this is a young mind young person's mind is like well if it's not as good, then why am I going to waste my time listening to it? Whereas, yeah, that's that's actually not the worst mentality in the world. It's not the worst yeah, mentality, it's but it's not. I think you're you're cheating yourself out of like I, I get that as a as a as a time saving move, but mm -hmm. you know you could, and it's a possibility that something in that album speaks to you in a different way that could be just to have just could have just as much of an impact. And it could be just a song or a couple songs, but it could be something that completely unexpected just kind of grabs you by the ass and just, you know, I don't know about grabs by the ass, but grabs you and makes... By the shoulders? I don't, I, I don't really like being... By, by the, by the I don't like being... Do you like pivoting? Because someone pivoting you by the shoulders? I'd never like that. It grabs you by uh, the... I don't want anyone grabbing think, me. Yeah, grab. <laughs> grab, is not, grab is not good in all... It's like, don't grab me. Grabs my attention. Knocked out. Grabs your, how about grabs your attention? That's different. Like, yeah, yeah you could make some sounds or, or, you know, you could do Pictionary, yeah. whatever, don't but why. don't... Don't grab me. Yeah, I don't know why grabbing <laughs> my ass is something that I would like to in a song, but I don't know. Um, but you know, it's. So, I think it's. Again, I, I'm. Other, I I have it, and it's only taken like last couple of years to where I kind of investigated some of his other stuff. And you're right, there's some other stuff that's definitely worth listening to. Um, do you think? Um, I mean, did you? How did you first come about listening to him? Because mine was like, I, like I said, I heard on the radio and I was like who is this and I thought at first I thought it was like I thought it was like David Bowie or someone else yeah and that then, makes sense um and I think I, it was like I remember maybe it was a this one station used to play two first and I think they did power station and then they did the the T-Rex version and maybe oh, I was like that's right power station covered that shit yeah <laughs> uh, I love Robert Palmer you know dude, that you but uh, yeah, you, that, you, I forget I always um, the, the way the way I came to him was it was like you I, I heard uh, get it on, on on classic rock radio but I didn't make the connection I heard the song I thought it was, oh, it was a cool song but I didn't know what he looked like and I didn't know what the album cover looked like I didn't know that flowing you know I didn't know any of these things I was young right yeah um, and then the second my second exposure uh, my second and third exposure sort of happened right around the same time so like in the late 90s um i was going to um to a thing called green door that jesse mallon used to put together the mm -hmm. dude from G degeneration that right. owns all the bars and clubs so and that was a great week i think it was a monthly night green door and it, it they had it at coney island high they used to, they even had it at, on the ground floor of some apartment building on second street that had a pool a nasty ass pool in the backyard above ground pool and uh -huh. people go swimming in there with their clothes uh, on and shit it was gross but whatever it was cool that was a cool rock and roll night at, right. at a time when if you ask me rock and roll i think rock and roll is, is has been cool always but it you know the, the, the sort of like mid to late 90s was a weird time musically because you had 
if you look at the pop landscape, you know, it was the sort of post-alternative, post-grunge, one-hit, two-hit wonders, the fucking awful pop-punk shit, fuck that, and then other, like, dumbass shit. And, like, the underground was still, like, the un- underground of music was still kind of, like, you know, it was, it didn't have a, a um, uh, it didn't have a mission. It was, it right. was, it didn't have an, an identity yet, yet. And so, to me, like, someone like, uh, like Jesse and him doing the Green Door and stuff, like, it allowed for people like myself and others who were sort of misfitty from that, that whole, like, sort of pop scene right. to look. To look to go back and look at the at the original stuff like they he would they would play like Rolling Stones Monkey Man they would play uh, right um, they would put, was was that the name of the song Monkey Man yeah 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 Monkey. and then they would, yeah yeah and then, and then they would play and they would play a lot of T Rex and I remember hearing Jeepster in there and other stuff and I was like man this is so, the, you know it just gave it new life for me in that um, I was like this is an artist that I heard on classic rock radio but I didn't two and two together I didn't know what he looked like I didn't know what the albums looked like I didn't know that all these hot girls right. would be dancing to it by the way anytime you put get it on on if you're a DJ people are gonna yeah they're gonna they're gonna shake their hips um, but the so that happened and then the other moment was I think Bad Wizard were playing a show at Brownies remember that venue oh yeah 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 they were playing a show at Brownies and this guy that I knew Nat Nat uh, Nathan, mm-hmm. he was in a couple bands. He was DJing the show in, in the back, and he put on Children of the Revolution, like right after Bad Wizard's set. And I'm like, "What the fuck? This is T Rex." I went up to him. I go, "This is T Rex, isn't it?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I and I was like, "Wow, this song! I never even heard this song." So that was another sort of revel, like learning more about the thing that you kind of had an interest in and and it and then the interest getting bigger as it turns out i think children of the revolution wasn't even on any it wasn't on slider or um electric uh, electric warrior i think it was like a non-album single right and that in 20th century boy i think another great song another one of my favorite yeah that favorites can... of his um weren't on albums so there so there's your whole point like i'm just i guess i'm trying to back up your point that sometimes it is worth going further and looking further because you might find things that were, you know, kind of needed to be dusted, well, I, dusted off and then, and then, and then appreciated. Yeah. And it was like, I, it wasn't until I was at a friend's house and I was hearing Mambo's son and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And my friend's like, dude, it's T-Rex. Come on, man. And I, and I, like, I, I think the, after that, like that next week I bought the album and I mean, I was just, just, just mesmerized and, you know, that's the kind of thing that you get upset with yourself that you're just discovering at, you know, I think it was the, you know, late nineties I was discovering it. And I'm like, what, what, what happened? What did I, you know, what, what was I doing? Um, another thing, like you were saying, like 20th century boy, I mean, that's been covered by a lot of bands. I mean, his influence on, you know, bands like the Smiths and the Ramones. Yeah. Pop. You could just go on and on and on. On and on and on and on. Um, you know, there's too much, you know, there's too much, uh, it, it, like, the, the thing that you, like, he's not heard as much. He's one of these people who's had such a, a, a has such an impact on uh, bands and music, but he's rarely, I wouldn't say overtly credited with it. Like, how, you know, how Dylan's credited with stuff, Stones are credited yeah. with stuff, 
Bowie's credited with Bowie's stuff. Bowie's stuff. Yeah. Beatles are credited yeah. with stuff. Hendrix is credit with stuff. Like the, his, and I don't know why. If it's because it's just more nuanced, because it's more of a vibe and more of an yeah. approach and more of a, you know, kind of a system of ex- expression that he did really, really well. But it's hard to kind of, you know, you, you know, Hendrix is like, well, he controlled feedback really well and he could make things sound like airplanes crashing. Like, it's much more, I wouldn't say abstract, but it's like a lot, it's a lot, it's not as He's easy. whimsical. And that, yeah, and that sometimes, that sometimes does yeah. that sometimes gets uh, you know discounted or not taken seriously. And but the whimsy of his music is part of who he is, and actually, again, gets back into the sort of non-binary, the sexuality thing that just made it so great for everyone, right? Like, right. I'm not saying Hendrix and Dylan and 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 Zeppelin and stuff aren't great; they are, but they're very. It's very. Um, it can be very masculine, and that and and that's cool. But it's not, that's not, it, so the people that like cover rock music when there were rock journalists and, and stuff, and the people that, you know, select for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whether they know it or not, they're picking mostly masculine stuff. I think right. if you think about it. Uh, so, and he was, and I think uh, Mark was inducted to the Hall of Fame like last year. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, 2020. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it took a long t- fucking time. Yeah, it did. Um, Fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you bring that up. It seems like because I, I just want to fucking say fuck them. I know. I was just gonna say you bring it up so you can tear it down. Yeah, hell's yeah. I remember I had a band um, called the High Strung. They were from, uh-huh. I believe they were from Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they were like sort of power poppy. They were, they were, they were good, but they were assholes. And I remember they they left assholes from Ohio. Come on. Yeah. Oh God. Who who would have thought? Um, so they they had this little like short bus that they drove around in, like yep. that was their tour vehicle. And mm-hmm. I remember like it was breaking down, and then they did this thing where they they it was ready to break down, and they just left it in at, in front of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like they <laughs> left it in front and said, "We're dead. We're." We're donating this to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we're like, we're towing it out of here. And first of all, nobody's ever heard of you. It was just, I know this has nothing to do with T-Rex, but it was really, <laughs> it was really weird that they thought that highly of themselves to leave the fucking. Dude, you cannot. Band. First of all, there's no way in hell that they thought that they were doing that. They were getting rid of the card. They didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, but then they turned it into a press release, dude. It was like a whole thing. Uh, High Strong leaves their van at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, that yeah, is so, so corny. I know, but it's more stupid than, like, <laughs> I'm sure they they did the press release. It's like, well, how can we get something out of this? Because I know, it, I know, I know. It pushes the realm of stupid. I know. I think that's more funny than anything. I think even adding I the guess. press release. The press release is a nice touch. You know? Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like any of that. That rubbed me the wrong fucking way. You gotta earn that shit, motherfucker. I'm sorry. Yeah, but if you, but if your premise is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is trash, and they were leaving essentially their trash out in front of the hall of the trash place, in front of the trash place, then you should be fucking on board 100. percent Then maybe it's not so. Maybe maybe it was. Maybe it's not so bad. You're right. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way at the time. I just thought it was a little bit. because they used TP station, stationary to set up. Probably, the and they were being arrogant, and I wasn't like really into that 
And there's only room for one arrogant person in this in this whole equation. That's for me. Everybody else can fuck themselves. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, that's I, yeah. You know what? It didn't get it didn't get approved by the head asshole. <laughs> well, so T Rex got in, got uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I you know, but I do agree with your basic premise that because he was so, for lack of a better term, weird. Um, yeah, different. Yeah, people didn't get behind it as much, but p- people that started punk bands did. People that started like hair metal bands did. Like you know, so and and I mean, you, you could even like even uh, what's his name, the Avenger Banhart, the sort of contemporary yeah. folk guy. Yeah, you ever listen to him? He sounds yeah. like T Rex. Yeah, a little bit. You're right. Yeah, it's he sounds like Mark Bone. So it's it's just kind of like um, I'm glad that we've gotten to to do him because i it, it, he's just one of those guys it's just like his music was so special and it makes you happy and it makes you fan like it 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 you know it it what's the word you can sort of like fantasize like another world another place you know it, he allowed for that in his music you're listening to things with him and it's and it, there's no pattern to it and I think that there's something really nice about listening to when you listen to someone express kind of their vision of things and it's not like songs aren't cookie cutter there's they kind of exp- touching on a different realm of things but they're not in that it's the swagger but it's not like the sock in the pants swagger where someone's trying to be like you know like the like to counter it like you got you yeah, AC, it's not you, toxic. It's not toxic. No, you got AC. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, got yeah. ACDC on one side and Black Sabbath yeah. on one side, and you got T Rex and David Bowie on the other, and they're just complete. They're they're both rocking, but in completely different kind of. One is a little bit more sensual, and one's definitely more aggressive. And it's also like a there's an intellectual element to it too. It's like, you know for you for someone to make art like the way mark did and the way uh david did and the way bowie did it's like there's an intellectual intellectuality going on there that that there's some thought and sort of like going on that's like beyond just being a rocker or beyond just putting down a blues rock song or whatever like there's something else like that they're drawing from to create something a little bit more unique yeah i think that there's there, there's there's brilliance in both of those things the ACDC Black Sabbath versus the Bowie oh, yeah. but there's more of a there's a more of a touch with a sensual your sensual side on the other than like ACDC or more like bar room you know I am, maybe that's more ACDC because Black Sabbath Geezer Butler's lyrics can be kind of poetic at times so and have bigger themes so maybe I'm maybe I'm off on that but I I, I think that there's a softer less um, like overly masculine thing with T-Rex that made you really pay attention and, and really kind of embrace. And uh, yeah, you could either feel super comfortable with that and let it arrive with the, the glitter and the boas and just say, this is a cool, I don't care what he looks like, this is kind of a cool music to listen to, or you could be turned off by it and want the, you know, the papaya well, that, in the that- pants type of rock. I hope that people sort of have a similar journey to me. It's like the more I learn about music, the more music I listen to, the more times I go back and reassess music that I already listened to and maybe passed judgment on or mm-hmm. had a specific feeling about or yep. opinion about, the more I realize that 
it's like whatever it is that you're doing as a musician as an artist as long as it's as long as your intention is to be original yeah then then you have a fan here like i'm as long as you're trying to be original and you're not trying to and you're trying to engage with your audience in a way that you know that you know that you know that you can do it like you have this ability whether you're sabbath whether you're acdc whether you're t-rex if you know your way to engage whether right. you're the rolling stones whether you're a zeppelin then i can respect and really like your music because there's a sort of honesty to it yep. right uh, even if it is even if it can be toxic <laughs> if even if the me too movement now would be all over it uh it's as long as you're sort of like getting close to some i don't know some sort of um trend uh what's the word i'm looking for i always forget this word i always need your help with it trans transcendent formative Trans transformative okay yeah as long as you're willing to like if you can go all the way to t be transformative in your music then then you know i'm always going to listen and i'm right. always going to spend that time and you know that's and that's general i think a general rule for what we do here it's like we're always looking for that you know and sometimes in the most basic in obvious ways and sometimes in the sort of not basic not obvious ways and there's nothing basic or obvious well i i and i think uh, to just to quickly put a, a little button on that or a cherry mm. on top of whatever is that yeah i think we like visions people who have yeah. visions and they aren't being kind of trying to tie it to someone else's post or trying to t t put it to their own and that makes interesting music and well, whether it's popular or not is not really what we care about. It's something that is more timeless and worth revisiting time and time again, right? Vision and imagination. There we go. If you can put, if you can do those things, then then you've got you got me. Yep. And I don't give a fuck about sound quality. I don't care about what other people thought or didn't think. I don't care that like a million hipsters like that band. It's just it's all about it's all about that vision um imagination and really just a good quality music that just yeah. like every time you hear it you know it's going to be good right. even if you've heard it a hundred times you know that the hundred and one for and the hundred first time is going to be just as good right and that's what you know that's what we're trying yep. to get get at yep i agree uh, and you know that's a good place to end it and uh you know yeah we'd like to hear what you have to say about t-rex and any of the other episodes or any of the episodes you'd like to see so uh auto reverse pod at gmail.com or you can hit us up on facebook and instagram audio verse with tony and max and uh yeah until next time all right peace